Welcome along to our first session here on Full Time. I want to send a shout out going out to our uh, sponsors, Race Greg Motors. Of course, they're down there on Grey Street. Now, we welcome to the show as usual, first of all, Mr. Ra Walker. Morning, bro. Yeah, morning, bro. Uh, good morning, boys. Uh, you know, another great day in G Town here. The sun is shining, so, you know, bring on winter, I suppose. Uh, still a little while off, but uh, we'll take the sun while we get it, eh, Keith? Indeed we will. Also joining us from up there in Pyroar, we have with us uh, Rena Wilkinson. Morning, bro. Yeah, morning, boys. Morning, Saturday morning. Looking not too bad here in Pyroar. Blue sky to wake up to, so uh, bring on another show of full time. And also joining us from over there in Australia, we have with us uh, JT, Jason Tafifirangi. Morning, bro. Yeah, g'day, boys. And it's uh, a lovely morning here in, uh, in Queensland. 21 degrees just after 6.30, so uh, might get the waders out and go for a bit of a dip. Indeed. <laughs> now, first off, of course, um, on Thursday was quite a significant day, uh, especially for people in Australia and um, and um, uh, in Australia and in New Zealand, of course. Uh, we'll start off with you um, there, JT. Uh what did you get up to during Anzac Day? Yeah, got up early and, and snuck down to a uh, service here in Surface Paradise. Now, the reason I went to that one is because last year they didn't accommodate the Kiwis or New Zealanders with uh, playing our anthem because they said that it was too... Uh, they didn't have time, and I timed the anthem not long after that. It takes two minutes if both verses are sung. So uh, I think it was dis- disgraceful and disrespectful to us as a nation and part of the so-called Anzac Brotherhood, that they didn't play uh, our anthem last year. So it was bombarded this year by a lot of uh, New Zealanders. And I can I can assure you they damn well played it this year. <laughs> awesome stuff. <laughs> Way to go. Anyway, uh, what about you, Reno? Uh, what did you get up to uh, during Anzac? Yeah, up early years in the morning. Uh, you stood, obviously, in the morning show and uh, off to the service and the dawn ceremony up on the uh, local Primrose Hill. Biggest crowd I've ever seen attend that one. Uh, it was massive. Actually, you couldn't even get a car park. You had to walk. So it was a big, big uh, presence of all ages. Wow. Then I uh, went down and joined in with the uh, parade through the main street just before nine. Uh, sat there and amongst uh, all the people in the hall and listened to everyone speak, inspired by uh, so many young ones. Uh, you can see it in there eyes of passion when they speak when it comes to Anzac, especially the uh, local head boy and head girl from Pyro College, just outstanding, but also the touching moment was the uh, mayor, who's been uh, mayor for 36 years, just like Ming Fung, has decided uh, to step down and won't be seeking uh, re-election in local government this year, so it was a bit of a uh, sombre moment when he spoke, his last ever speech as a uh, mayor here in Hauraki. So uh, John Trigger, as Ming would know, uh, has had many meetings of the year. So, yeah, very, very fitting day on Thursday. Excellent. What about you, Ra? Yeah, um, our marae up in Tawaka uh, was out. We were on duty for Anzac and um, uh, a good turnout of, of, of whānau and, and former, um, you know, veterans from, uh, from, from the military. Um, about 300 people turned up, and um, guest speaker was was our very own Mr. Mayor Ming Soon. So, um, you know, big ups to, to the Fano who helped out uh, there. And uh, yeah, apparently by all accounts, um, another another Anzac Day uh, done and dusted. And uh, yeah, um, you know, all good. Well, I came into work uh, um, uh, nice and early 
we had the um, we had we took the broadcast. Of course, Matai Smith was um, hosting or or um, emceeing the one up in um, Auckland, uh, which was shown on Maori TV. So we took that broadcast there till around about seven o'clock. Um, later on, I think around about nine o'clock, I went downstairs, and of course, they were having a, a, their civic service, which was started just down here at the uh, Weepere. Uh, memorial, and then they went off to the cenotaph up after that. So I guess in a ways, I also participated in my own small little way as part of the ANZAC um, uh, commemorations, which is uh, you know quite quite an important event, um, certainly here in New Zealand, and it's pretty much the same over there, AJT. Yeah, and it just seems to get bigger and bigger every year, which is a good thing. A lot of the youth here, uh, it's, it's... I'm not sure it's part of the curriculum, curriculum, but it is a massive thing here amongst uh, the Australian psyche. Mm. And to see the kids and you know young people out there uh, showing support for those that uh, that served and, and fought and and went away. And uh, look, I'm, I'm of the view that uh, I don't, I'm not a big fan of war, but you've got to respect those that put their lives on the line to go and fight, whether or not the reasons are right or wrong. And in regards to Gallipoli, look, I think we were used as cannon fodder by the stinking bombs, and particularly Churchill and his band of cronies. And he says, oh, we'll just sacrifice some of those Antipodeans, meaning us and the Australians, and it's all good. This, you know, we'll, we'll save our troops and we'll sit the back and drink whiskey and smoke cigars. But, uh, yeah, that big, massive turnout every year. And, uh, now, um, were there any young ones? Because one of the things that I've noticed over the years that a lot of young ones have been, um, you know, part, well, not, maybe not so much part, but uh, a lot more of the young, um, our young people have been um, going to uh, these uh, services. Um, was that the sub- same up in Tolaga there? Yeah, you, you'd see a lot of the, 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 the future generations sort of, um, you know, showing up, turning up and, uh, <coughs> um, you know, being, being brought by their, their whanau to, to the events. And, and good to see because as each year goes by, um, we tend to lose a, a few of our old, old veterans Um it's just the nature of time, sadly. So it's good to see that a lot, a lot of you know Kiwis, um, they still remember those that that fought and, and gave uh, you know for, for their country. And um, as JT said, war is never a good thing. And uh, yeah, so sad that um, that it ever happens at all. To be honest, one of the good things though, hey Reno, is seeing you know some of the youth, a lot of the youth actually showing up to these commemorations, as you were talking about um, up there in Pyro as well, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's just noticeable now, right throughout the whole of the Motubro, uh, throughout the country, these young ones, and we're talking as young as uh, primary school kids uh, being part of maybe the parades, but also just Sydney in general, whether they're uh, under the umbrella of St. John's, Scouts, or any uh, volunteer organisation, they just sit there and listen to it, and you know, you see them walk up there, put the wreaths uh, in the local war memorial halls, you see them on the telly, and uh, you see a lot more now on social media, obviously, but... Yeah, it's huge, and these are young ones. Um, you know, back in my day when I was young, uh, many years ago, um, I can't recall uh, actually going to be part of the ANZAC side of it. But uh, today, mate, um, yeah, there's kids everywhere that are just uh, enjoying every 25th of uh, April, and it just gets bigger and bigger right throughout the whole country. It certainly does seem to get bigger and bigger, especially for the youth. Um, and it's been quite noticeable, um, certainly here. Not that I go to too many um, ANZAC Day commemorations, but uh, the ones I do go to, I, I will say, you know, um, 
they they make their presence known or shown. That is for sure. Um, is it pretty much the same over there, JT and um, Aussie? Yeah, definitely. It's it, and it's uh, it's almost like uh, uh, it's probably the, I'd say it rivals Christmas Day has been one of the most important days on the calendar over here. Uh, yeah, you know, Australia is a very proud nation, as they, as they, you know, it's fair, fair enough. And uh, I've got a lot of um, ex-servicemen friends that I work with over in uh, over, over in Nauru, and and they live for this day. You know, it's a day to to commemorate and to be proud of what they've done, whether they've served or you know been over to Afghanistan, the Middle East, and wherever else. So, yeah, absolutely, it's a, it's a huge day here, Keith, and and, and rightly so. Indeed, and of course, uh, if we turn to say rugby league, because that was. Um, a big thing, obviously, you know, with the Anzac commemorations, starting off with the uh, Dragons and the um, Roosters, eh, Reno? Yeah, good game there. Uh, Roosters, obviously, I uh, just got it there at the tail end of the game with the uh, try to the front rower. But uh, Dufty, the man of the moment for the old Dragons, um, what a try he got. You know, this kid's got speed to burn, and it's just that little mistake at the end uh, where the uh, Roosters got there in the end. So, uh Good game, good way to start it, but obviously everyone was talking about the uh, initial start to the game too, the build-up with the Anzacs. Mm, mm. Uh, they take it to the next level in the NRL, and, and it's great <clears> to see, just great to see what they've done, um, especially on that day being the Thursday. And yeah, this uh, Roosters team looking like the uh, one of the top teams to knock over this year for the season. 14-0, I think it was at halftime, wasn't it, um, JT? Yeah, it was, Keithy. The Roosters jumped out to, to a bit of a a lead there and credit to the Dragons they didn't didn't chuck the towel on because it looked like it could have been anything mm. and uh, a bit of a um, repeat of last week's match when they played the Storm for the Roosters they got that lead and then sort of went off the ball a bit and allowed the opposition back and so credit to the Dragons for actually coming back and making a game of it but uh, yeah Roosters luckily get that last try and, and you know, put, put a bit of breathing space between them and, and St George Now um, because it was quite late I, I uh, couldn't really stay up for the next for the next game, the Warriors um, in the uh, Storm, but uh, it certainly had its, um, uh, what would you call it, um, moments there, didn't it, Reno? Yeah, yeah, this is the Warriors team. Um, obviously, we didn't know what kind of Warriors team uh, was going to turn up on that big game. Uh, always the annual battle is a big clash against the Storm, and normally the Warriors would come off with a big hiding. Most have written off the Warriors team, and I mentioned uh, on Wednesday on halftime, I ripped them off, mm-hmm. obviously with a few key players ruled out with injury and these young ones coming on through. But I, I was told I was actually eating my words um, because the Warriors actually turned out to play gutted that they uh, lost the game, but that's the way it is. Um, we could sit here and argue about the uh, ref's call as such, but it doesn't matter. 13 points to 12 stands. That's the result it was. Uh, the Storm team just got there in the end by the inspiration of their... Um, Main man, Cam Smith, and a little drop kick at the end there as well. But I've got to give credit to the Warriors. They turned up to play, uh, even a couple of the senior players. And the young one, uh, Herbert, in the centres, he made his debut. Yes. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Steve Cooney does with him in a couple of weeks uh, when they're back home here at Mount Smart Stadium. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, be proud of the Warriors. They turned up to play. That's something different you don't normally see on the Anzac Day. Well, you know, because I said on Wednesday myself, that um, this this should be one that the Warriors will probably win because of the fact that they are so inconsistent. They usually win the ones they're not supposed to win. <laughs> and, and, and as a lot would have said, they weren't supposed to win this one, which meant, for me, that they were going to win. But 
you were quite right. Um, they didn't win. Not but boy, I tell you what, it was a, sure was a close one, wasn't it, JT? Yeah, a bit too close for comfort for my liking. And like you said, I, I, the Warriors, for some reason, whenever they play Melbourne, they always tend to aim up, especially when their backs are against the wall. I mean, I can go back as far as, you know, the 2008 yes. playoffs when they finished eighth and they beat us yeah. with that try to money ratify. I can go to 2011, the preliminary final, to qualify for the grand final. They, they come out of nowhere and beat us again. So there is a, a little bit of history there. So fortunately, for, for, from a Storm perspective, they they haven't beaten us for a bit of a while yet. So, and yeah, most for, for most uh, sorry um, experts would have would have written the Warriors off, and in fact, we're putting 50 points on the scoreboard. So for them to turn up and play the way they did, uh, nothing but credit. And I actually felt sorry for them. I really did. I was watching with my mum and my sister. I thought, oh, that's disappointing, but. I was ready to, to shut down my social media and turn my phone off <laughs> if we didn't get across the line. And I, I sort of reflected on it later. I thought, you know, that's a very, very disappointing result. And probably, you know, I'd go as far as to say the better team definitely lost. And, you know, a couple of calls there towards the end, which uh, were probably a little bit controversial. I actually thought the penalty was a 50-50. And luckily for us, it went our way that, on that occasion. But, yeah, credit to the Warriors. They actually proved a couple of things that they can turn up and play and they have got a bit of heart in there and I think they've found a, a good replacement for Kata. I think Kata is gone, never to be seen again in a Warriors jumper. That Patrick Hibbert was sensational. And I also like the composure of young um, Chanel Harris-Davida. He just got on the side of the didn't look busted at all in front of a big crowd in Melbourne on a very uh, you know auspicious occasion and you know, he, he was uh, uh, very good. So just unlucky there and also their forwards, uh, Parsi and um, the bloke they got from St. George's name was Casey at the moment. They were pretty good too. So, yeah, big ups to the Warriors. Although the lingering question is, can they continue that moving forward? I'm not so sure. I'm sure that they won't. <laughs> they won't continue. But uh, they'll still... Uh, well, what I, what I mean is that they, they won't... I think they'll go off the ball one once or twice more and then make a huge comeback near the end. That's what I'm 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 picking. Um, now, what were your thoughts there, Reno, about the game? Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly the same as JT. I was gutted. I was really gutted because I thought, oh, well, me and the wifey would jump in the lounge and do my lifestyles on the mattress and watch the game. And I surprised myself. I kept my bloody eyes open because it was so late. Uh, but, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was hard for me to get back to sleep after the finish because I yeah. thought the better team yes. um, that yes. lost should have won that game. Uh, they just... Brought their whole game forward, and these young kids, um, yeah, JT's right. I think Qatar, I think this day's over, and this young kid, Patrick Herbert, is going to be a future centre uh, in the game. And he's only a kid. He's uh, had a bit of playtime over there in Australia, come back, and there's a couple of other young ones that come off the bench as well. And, yeah, it does look good, but, oh, well, you know, you can rue those moments. Uh, one of those games you'll be thinking, well, we should have, we could have, we should have won. That's how they can do it uh, next Sunday, the 5th, um, in Mount Smart up against the Knights who haven't been going that well, and that'll be a big game as well. Uh, for your listeners over in Gisborne, um, if you've got a rugby league team, uh, you can take the whole lot along, your whole team. doesn't matter if it's 10 or 20 kids that are registered in your team, and uh, a couple of adults, all for 130 bucks. So mm. they've made a big special inviting all rugby league clubs uh, to the game on Sunday at 130 bucks. So a couple of adults, bring your whole kids team. That's GPS, man, 20 kids and two adults. So make the most of the opportunity next Sunday. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome marketing there uh, from the Warriors. But uh, 
Yeah, I, I, unlike you there, um, Reno, because I had to get up early. I thought, no, I'm not. I'm not going to watch the game. I did watch the um, beginning of the uh, Anzac um, stuff that they did, and I thought, no, I, if I don't go to sleep now, I won't be going to sleep at all, probably. So uh, I did head off to bed before the game actually did uh, kick off. But um, yeah, glad I did. But man, because I would have been like you, um, Rena. I wouldn't wouldn't have been able to get any sleeper. You know, I would. I bet you you only got about a couple of hours sleep that day, eh? Yeah, I did. I did. It was a bit hard actually uh, getting up and going to work on the Friday. But yeah, just because the boys played out of their skin and felt um, pretty well gutted for them. And Steve Kearney spoke at the end and. Um, Hey, it's just what it is. You just got to move on. That's one week done. Carry on and uh, see how we can get up against the uh, Knights. And that's just the way it is. You know, last night was a couple of good games too. The Dogs, the Cowboys and the old Panthers and Rabbitohs. Yeah, well, um, I, I dare say <laughs> they'll lose against the Knights. <laughs> After such a good performance um, the other day, they'll lose against the Knights. That's how the Warriors seem to roll, in my opinion, anyway. Cool. Oh, you Warriors <laughs> I just know how it goes. You know how it goes too, there, Al Walker. Well, indeed I do. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what's, what's worse in the game, um, the game that was, uh, whether, whether, you know, that they should have won it uh, with the performance that they, that they gave or, or the way Coach Kenny sort of uh, underplayed it in, in, in the match, um conference. So I think... Um, you know, we admire that, that type of performance, those close losses, you could say, but uh, at the end of it all, you know, wins a win. And, uh, you know, if we play like that in every game, I think uh, the fan base would be would be a lot more tolerable. But, um, you know, uh, I think uh, the, the next game coming up, they'll probably get a heck of a hiding. So, uh, but it's the Warriors, you know, we love them and hate them. But, uh, yeah, we still find a way to support them. Well, I think um, uh, one of the uh, things that have been um, troubling the Warriors uh, over the, uh, certainly the last three or four weeks, and um, uh, JT has pretty much said it on um, game uh, on um, on uh, social media on Facebook. It's been a Game of Thrones for um, the the Warriors because they've pretty much thrown away a lot of games that they could have easily won. Hey, what do you reckon, uh, JT? Oh, I reckon you're spot on, and it's just unfortunate. But uh, look, if we do look ahead to the Knights, um, once again, I think you're probably right there too, Keith. So they, it's kind of a habit. It's almost like a ritual mm. of playing out of the stands and then, you know, turning turning up to a game that they should win or at least give a good account of themselves, and, and they play like busted. So I'm just a bit fearful for next Sunday when they uh, when they play the Knights uh, that. Um, Especially if they get some school kids in there, or some young teams, and they go, "Yeah, we're going to go to the Warriors," and and they and they, and they play like you know they play teats. So look, if if they do that, then then oh, Steve Kearney will be going grey and bald and wrinkly for all in one game. I just you know he's got some momentum there to build on. I'm used they lost, but it was just good for them to just turn up and, and yes. give a, a solid performance. It's probably the best performance I've seen True. from a Warriors side on. Yes, and one of the key things too, I, um, Reno, was the fact that there were a lot of um, their senior players missing, uh, and they had a lot of new starters in there, um, didn't they? And it just is quite promising. Uh, what do you reckon about that, um, Reno? 
Yeah, yeah, it is promising when you got young talent coming on through. Uh, look at the ha- halves here with the young fella. Look, you got no Blake Green there. Roger yes. out as well. Solomona, compassionate leave. Uh, there's a couple of experienced players in amongst that. Then you put Hiku into the uh, back there, and he plays good from fullback. Uh, he's played a fullback for Manly in his career as well, and he's not a bad fullback. And he had the young kid Herbert coming to the uh, centre starting, and man, he just showed everything as a young kid. Um, they do have the talent in the background, but Hey, it's only the first game these young ones are play. Yep. Um, you know, there's a long season to go, and we've got to see what they're going to be like. Longevity is the key to this. Young ones, when they get that uh, inspiration to put on that Warriors jersey and play the NRL big time for the first time ever, and I'm guessing that young kid Herbert Smosho playing against some of his idols in the yes, game. Smosho would have got Cam Smith to autograph his jersey. So it's like that type of scenario. These young kids will play out of their skin to think. Uh, you know, you could be tackling one of your idols, your heroes of uh, the game because they've been playing for so long and these kids are just growing up in the game. And, um, yeah, the inspiration will be there to drive them, but the key is their consistency, whether whether we'll get this uh, every time and see what happens. And obviously what the uh, coaching staff will do with these young kids, will they uh, put them back into reserves or not? Um, that's the problem there. There's a lot of issues in it. Mm. Uh, I just hope we can keep them or otherwise they're going to decide. Uh, look at Clockstead clock went over to the Raiders. Mate, he's playing outstanding over there. The Warriors just didn't give him a chance. And I just hope we get to keep these key players. I don't I don't think they're actually full 80-minute players, um, even though this young kid Herbert played 80. Yeah. Uh, you know, got a, got a long way to go forward. I'm quite optimistic, Agre- bro. But agreed, yeah. I, I, don't re- I don't really know whether we've got, yeah, what we're going to get out of them in the end going forward, you know? I don't know if they're full 80-minute. Okay. Let's quickly talk... Because <laughs> um, I think you want to, uh, Reno, the penalty in the end. <laughs> what do you reckon uh, of it, it bro? It, does, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. Um, the result stands as it is. We could sit here till we blew and argue the points as I have on social media. Steve Kearney didn't even want to answer the uh, media as such. So, hey, it stands as it stands. Uh, we could sit and go all day about it. But the result stands. Uh, the Storm win, and we just got to move on. Uh, they just got to pick their heads up carry on. Um, doesn't matter what I say. I could say it was 50-50. I could say it was wrong. Uh, Chicken is an uh, idiot, but it doesn't matter. What do you reckon, Ra? Well, as Reen said, uh, Keith, the uh, foregone conclusion, I mean, you know, there's still a lot of debate uh, about that decision, about that call, but it is what it is, and, and it stands. Um, me, uh, personally, I hope uh, that the Knights don't put the the Warriors to the sword uh, this coming weekend, and um, you know I'm going to play the card. Uh, yourself being a poker fan, the, the face card is higher than the ace card, so I'm going to play the face card, and uh, you know hope that the boys do come through with a with a victory. Any victory, I'll take it as long as it's a, it's a win uh, on tape and at the end of the game. Well, JT took the the win. Uh, it was an ugly win for the Storm, but they still won at the end of the day, didn't they, JT? Yeah, look, it's been, it's been uh, the story of our season so far. We played very well against Brisbane and Canberra in the first two rounds. Not too bad against Penrith and then struggled to get wins against the lowly Bulldogs and the Cowboys and then it just uh, played a run against the Roosters and Patches. But look, if I'm honestly, if I'm going to give an honest assessment on my side, I don't think we're, we're nearly as good as the results suggest. We've only played sort of one... Uh, well, the Roosters and the Raiders for one win, one loss. But look, we're far from where we need to be, and uh, we just need to to, put, to pick up and just get those starts right. Because you, know, you can't go into a game and play 
play, you know, play hopeless for mm. 20, 30, 40 minutes and expect to try and get a win every time. It's just not going to happen, and we're lucky to get away with that one. And I just want to touch on that penalty. It's, it's a great area in rugby league, those 50-50 calls. That could have been a penalty, or that could have been a, you know, ball. It's just one of those things. I watched the game again. There's a couple earlier on where Chich and Blue, what they call crowding crowding penalties right. in the play the ball. Josh got pinged quite early for the Storm for pretty much exactly the same offence. So, uh, look, it's just, uh, they need to tidy up that rock area totally. It's, you know, the the idea to want to get a quick play the ball is to maintain momentum for your side if you're the attacker and obviously the choice right now if you're defending. So, uh, look, it's, I understand the, the passion behind the Warriors fans' comments and all the rest of that, but, you know, it is what it is. It's happened and get ready for the Knights. Yes, absolutely. And on that, we're just going to go to a quick break. We'll be back with more full time right after this. On behalf of the full timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp. Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM, number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM, Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on Full Time. into our second session here on Full Time. Want to send another shout out, of course, going out to our sponsors, Race Greg Motors down there on Gray Street. Now, moving on with more uh, NRL action, of course, we had the Bulldogs and Cowboys uh, yesterday there, uh, JT. Yeah, sort of a tough one to pick. Both these sides are struggling. The Cowboys coming off a pretty good win last week against the Warriors, and the Bulldogs still patchy, but uh, look, the Bulldogs took the win and the poor old Cowboys just couldn't buy a trick. They got the lead and then went right off the ball and the Bulldogs went bang, bang, bang and, you know, bit into the Cowboys' backsides, I guess you could say. And mm. quite a good win in the end, 24 points to 12. Uh, young Lachlan Lewis continues to be uh, pretty dominant at 5'8". 
here at Holland and uh, young Tyre, uh, Tyre Smith's young fella Remus on the wing for the doggies. And the big uh, big uh, Jamal Edges looking like uh, Jaden Ockenbaugh on the wing for the Bulldogs with the big dreadlocks flying. He'd be a he'd be a hit up in Ruatoria that one. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> True. What about you, Reno? What did you uh, what did you what's your take on that game? Yeah, it's the doggies, man. Just don't know when they're going to turn up, but they bloody did last night. And uh, Corey Harawita Nida uh, had another good game as well. So. Yeah, no, good result. I actually thought the Cowboys, after they win the Warriors last Saturday, uh, would have kept on that momentum. And um, well, no, the dogs, the dogs, dogs, dogs played not too bad. Some real physical, hard running through the line tries, and a good result for all doggy fans. Must have been a really good game, the Rabbitohs and the Panthers. Then, a eh, um, JT. Yeah, it was Keith. The Panthers mm. are a side that, on paper, should be doing a lot better than what they are. They had home again last night on a Friday. They've had some turmoil during the week with uh, their general manager, Gus Gould, the great man, no, 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 standing down from the club. But once again, they just get to a certain point on the field and they've got no idea, no answer. And they had their fair share of possession and actually could have won that game. But uh, yeah, the Rabbitohs have hung on too good, 22 points to 18. And the Rabbit, uh, the Panthers, they, uh, like I said, just one of the sides at the start of you thinking, yeah, they'll be top four or thereabouts for sure. But they yeah. just. Yeah. What did you reckon of that game there, uh, Reno? Yeah, could have gone either way. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the old Penny Panthers. Uh, not playing too well at the moment, but the Rabs. And I suppose everyone's talking about the big run, and uh, it's all over the social media as well. The big brawl there in the game, and oh, just one of those things where nearly every bloody person on the field ran in and got into it. it brings back the good old <laughs> memories. But uh, we could talk about that. But um, yeah, it was like, geez, I haven't seen this type of stuff for a long time. But oh, well, that's just part of the game. And the old bunnies, uh, just after Easter, we can get another win, 22-18. Um, what about the Titans, uh, we, uh, West Tigers, which is on uh, later on today there, JD? Yeah, another tough one. The Tigers got absolutely belted uh the other day against um, Parramatta to open the new stadium. Titans, Titans, I think. I'll stick with the local boys, the Gold Coast boys. Reno? Yeah, yeah, I'm sticking with JT. You're going to go with the old Titans. Eh? That Tigers team will be hard to come back from that threshing by the Eels. Got to say, that new Parramatta stadium, wow. wow. Yeah, I'm going to go check their place out sometime. But Titans, are uh, yeah, Titans for me. Broncos, Sharks there, JT? Yeah, Broncos are another team that are due a win. They've got a young side, some good players potentially in the future, and the Sharks are a, are a nasty, get-under-your-skin type of side. But, uh, yeah, but I don't like the Broncos, so I'll go the Sharks. What about you, uh, Reno? Yeah, Bronx hanging out for a win. Uh, listening to Sean Johnson on the NRL show, talking a little while there. And, um, yep. mate, I'll, I'll go the Bronx, eh? Bronx got to cause an upset somewhere. I'll go with the Bronx. Sea Eagles and Raiders there uh, on Sunday there, JT? Oh, mate, Raiders, Raiders are flying high. They're going well at the moment. I can't see the Manly Seagulls covering them too much. Reno? Yeah, yeah, Raiders, mate. Third on the table, uh, looking pretty good. Uh, there's a dark horse team to watch for the comp, so Ricky will let the boys go, and uh, yeah, Raiders might be too good. Can the Knights turn around their season with uh, their game um, this Sunday against the Eels, the JT? I don't think so, Keith. I don't think so at all. They've, a lot of what we've said several times on this show that in the preseason, they're one of the big talking points mm. about how well they're going to they're going to improve. So it's uh, 
funny that they're sitting 16th and they're playing last year's wooden spooners. Of course, the nights before that were three years in a row winning the spoon. Yep. Parramatta uh, sort of found a bit of form. They found something. I don't know what it is, but uh, you know they'll be too good for the nights. Well, you, you reckon the same thing there, um, Reno? <laughs> I'm going to go opposite, eh? Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, this team's just at the bottom there, doing next to nothing, got some big names. Oh, oh. You know, Parra had a good win last week. They put, gave it to the Tigers. Um, yeah, bugger it. Put my head on the chopping block over the night, eh? And then I'll come to Auckland next week and get hammered. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. It's going to be an, an, an interesting one, um, uh, of course. Now, if we uh, turn our attentions to rugby, last night, um, I, I guess they did the Anzac thing because they, they didn't have any games on um, the Thursday. So I guess they did it yesterday with the uh, Crusaders. And it just seemed, well, I'm not sure if it seemed wrong, but to me it just didn't seem quite right because um, it really should have been a Australian team that the Crusaders should have been up with against um, to to do that sort of thing. Well, what do you reckon there, um, Reno? Yeah, yeah, I was watching the build-ups there, and I thought it was quite different. Um, well, obviously, I'm guessing because of where they were and what they're based around, and this year's Anzac was slightly different to previous, obviously, since six weeks ago in Christchurch. Uh, the high security around the whole country on the Thursday was huge, especially at the main centres. Uh, commemorating and celebrating so to mm. see it happen there it was funny it was different mm-hmm. uh, in your right I would have thought maybe against an Australian team but I suppose this is the closest you'll get to do it as such uh, in in respect to uh, what Christchurch's been through uh, all those years gone by with the quakes and the recent shooting um, hey you know you think uh, there was the last there was uh, the final finals from last year I think mm. it was mm. um, in if I remember rightly the score line's pretty similar as well 36 10 but, um, mate, Sebu Reese, Sebu Reese, Yes. How good was he? Yeah. Oh, well, look, what admit, wow. Hey. He, 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 Powerful. He, yeah. Yeah. I reckon. I reckon. Yep. Yeah. Boy to watch out for, eh? But what a good win. Well, uh, having y- said y- that. yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it, it's another one the Chiefs to let go. Uh, that young yep. kid, I know he got himself in a bit of strife off the field, so they let him go because of that, but. Uh, the Crusaders see that type of stuff, grab it, and look at the potential yes, now. always. Uh, same. Down but, there, know, that's what they take. So these are some of the things some of the other New Zealand franchises need to uh, put aside, yep. kind of sort them out, fix them up, because they're only human. Yep. And, um, hey, look what he's doing now, mate. He's playing out of his skin for the red and black, and I hope he bloody stays down. He the, might become a, uh international player sometime soon. The Those Crusaders, the yeah. The Crusaders are just noted for, for picking up guys from... from from oh, you know anywhere really, and just making them better. I mean, it's almost a traditional thing for the um, Crusaders to just get somebody and then kaboom, you know, send them, make them even better than they were before. It just happens year after year after year, you know. I, I, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, even Ra Walker would attend that. That's what the Crusaders have been doing over the last well. For, for many a year, eh, Amra? Well, you know, that's, that's the secret magic recipe that I think um, every sporting side would like to know how, how the Red and Blacks actually can keep that consistency year in, year out. But it, 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 it's not rocket science. I mean, success breeds success. So, you know, the, the way the formation of the club, the way they instill their passion and pride in, in their players, especially the young ones coming through, um, is testament, 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 
testimony to um, the success of the side and, you know, ultimately uh, it turns into performances that uh, that are winning. So, you know, if you could bottle that and encapsulate um, how they do it, wow, it would be a real sort of full-on competition. But, yeah, the Crusaders, they've got that magic touch, right? They've had it for many years, though, mm. haven't they? They've had it for many years. Um, well, I, I, I think it tilts it down from the All Blacks because you look at the number of Kentap players that have represented New Zealand uh, in, in the Black Jersey, Silver Fern, and uh, it's a reflection of, you know, the, the next phase down, which is Super Rugby, and um, it's just gone on from there. Apparently, it goes even further down still to their, uh, their secondary school teams, um, and not just in rugby, uh, a few of these sporting games. So, you know, it, it's an all-round kind of vibe that, uh, that, that Canterbury, Christchurch has in droves. But I've seen, um, you know, like, uh, just as an example, um, uh, was, it, was it Rico or or his brother? Might might have been both of them, actually. Might have been Rico, I think. He went down there from the Blues. Um, the Blues let Rico Gear go, and then kaboom! You know, he he was a he became an All Black from mm. from um from there, starting his career obviously up here in Gisborne. And there's just been so many like that. Who have gone away? I mean, one of, one of the other names I can remember, Ron Cripp. I think he started up in Auckland, um, and there's just been so many, so many over the years there. Uh, you know, um, I don't know what it, what it is that they do down there. Mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. Well, you're right, Casey. I mean, um, you know, because these uh, Rico and Jose, um, not not for natural talent, but the boys were really gifted with uh, you know that, that rugby skill and ability. But it, it was just harnessed down there and. In Canterbury, and uh, we look no further than our other local lad, uh, George Bridge. Yes. Um, you know, pretty much a complete unknown around New Zealand, possibly. Mm. Mm. And um, now he's playing for you know, the successful yes. uh, franchise. Yeah. Um, well, hey, you know, the, he's got an all back future. So, um, yeah, I don't know what it is in the water down there. And, you know, to be honest, as much as I'm, I'm praising them up, I hate them for it. <laughs> I'm just uh, you must be loving those words. They, they're a, um, a Reno. <laughs> <laughs> he hates them. He hates them. I think they just need to uh, send some warrior players down there to fix them up. <laughs> and they were, they were them big time. I don't know. That, well, that's, hey, that's where they look at, you know, when you talk about warriors. You take I, mean, mean, I don't know what it is. Uh, it's not yeah. just rugby, too, with Canterbury. I remember watching uh, some of the big national touch tournaments and when the Canterbury teams come up to play against the uh, Northern teams, I think that's one of the battle within itself, uh, especially down where they are, Central South Island, and thinking, well, up our ways, you've got your Wellingtons, you've got your Waikato Bay Plenties, you've got your Aucklands, all this type of stuff. And uh, the competition's already started before they get on the plane to fly up here uh, to take on three big provinces in the north. So they can play hard out in all their sports, every code, and you know they're kind of representing when I think most probably uh, the whole of the South Island as such, and uh, the big pedigree of um, success behind them uh, over many codes of sports. So, yeah, I think it's just a privilege to go down there to play for someone in Canterbury, make it in their uh, national team, and then uh, if you get through to international through that province, um, the world's your oyster, then you go into big contracts and maybe overseas. So, yeah, I don't know what others, what the key is down there. Uh, you can yeah. look at the all-black structure. Steve Hansen from years gone by from out of there. Razor Robinson, Talton's... Mm. Agreed. Uh, it, well, let's have a look at your Highlanders there. Um, a uh, a, a um, Ra. Uh, obviously, they had a, a very good win in the uh, well yesterday, didn't they? 
against uh, Sun Wolves. Sun Wolves, yes. Yeah, and uh, you know you've got to pity the Sun Wolves. I mean, you know they're they're out of Super Rugby uh, next season, I think it is. They eh? so, you know the 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 poor Japanese team they'll be trying to win as much as, as they can before the end of the season. But um my landers will take that victory. Um the more wins we can start securing as we head into the into the crunch end the the business end will sort of hopefully um give them a shot at the Crusaders who you know are gonna are gonna go all the way and they're gonna be the team to beat um this year. But um no, we'll take the win and uh you know there'll be a few uh happy scarfy uh Fans down there, even though it was the Sun Wolves, but you know it just adds to that um, that that run on effect. And uh, you know I'm hoping that the Highlanders can sort of uh, get a few more scalps under their belts. Um, well, the, a big game, of course, tonight. Uh, your Chiefs will be getting ready to get smashed by the Hurricanes. <laughs> I know you'll be saying you're cutting years with them, Matt Um <laughs> And you know with the recent performances. Uh, they could well, well, well be on the end of that, but uh, I don't know. I think um, they usually have some really good encounters against the Wellingtonians, uh, you'll fight. So um, I'm going to watch that match with uh, much in, 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 in trepidation, and uh, I hope the, the Waikato boys can sort of um, pull a, a rabbit out, out of the hat and uh, you know take a take a win there. But uh, the Canes aren't going to aren't going to lie down and, and give them the win. As you know, Keithy, your boys will sort of. Uh, they're, they're going to have a crack at, uh, at, at the boys from Hamilton, but uh, no, my money's on uh, on Waikato. It's going to be tough for the for the Chiefs. They haven't been playing very well of late. They, uh, you know, it's not been a, their best season, and they're um, away in um, Wellington. You know, they're playing the Wellington team who are pretty tough um, when they were playing at home. Uh, so it's going to be a tough one, a tough ask for the Chiefs, eh? Yeah, well, uh, every Super Rugby team gets a touch of the Warriors. That's what I call it now when the inconsistency sort of uh, kicks in. But, um, yeah, they, they, they may have uh, their gameplay cut out for them, especially down there in Wellington and in Caketon. But, um, you know, there's, there's a lot to play for. Um, as I made mention earlier, as, as we head towards the crunch end and the business end of, of uh, Super Rugby, um, you know, the more victories, these teams can match up ultimately is going to mean that whether they make a quarter, semis and, and even the grand final. So, um, you know, everything is on the line for both sides. Um, no doubt you'll have in your mind that uh, your side's got it in the bag here as we speak. But, uh, yeah, no, as I said, my money's going to be on my side and uh, we could we could well sneak a win. What do you reckon, Reno? Canes be too strong at home, bro, I'd say. Uh, even though no Ben Lamb, yeah. uh, they've changed it around and old Geordie's back at fullback there. Uh, um, and I think the Canes might be too tough um, at home. Yeah. Mind you, they've got a couple of home games, eh, back-to-backs. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think the Canes. Now, they've also got the Waratah Sharks um, at in Sydney, I think. The Stormers Bulls, uh, which would be an interesting game, man, nonetheless, uh, later on tonight in the Hagawaris and the uh, Brumbies. Uh, those three games... Um, remaining in this round. Uh, what are your what? thoughts? I don't understand what you're talking about. What's this hug, hug thing you worry about? The Hagawaris. <laughs> <laughs> they could be your new favourite team there, JT. The Hagawaris. <laughs> but they're, they're the super rugby team, bro, from Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember, Leaky Five uh, Kevin Lurie is quite limited, so uh, just to make mention of the Hagawaris, so he gets more fits and then stitches. Um, it's a big foreign word to them. 
most of the teams that they bypass the Pacific brothers that they've been raping for years to set up to the body dollar. <laughs> <laughs> like a true legend. <laughs> yes, well, rugby leagues to people today. What's this hug? What's going on? How they got that name is beyond me. I have no idea. You, it was an Argentinian. Oh, you, you would, you would probably know how they got that name there, eh, eh Ra? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it means jaguars. Well, it's like the national team, the, yeah, the Pumas. You know, they they have an affinity to name a lot of their sides after the you know dangerous cats that they do have prowling. Um, you know, their their, their landscape. So. Uh, no different than uh, you know the the, the league sides. Um, mind you, maybe a lot better, especially when you call a side the, the roosters or something like that. Uh, it's not as intimidating as a big cat like a Hagawari, a jaguar, or puma. I suppose so. Anyway, I just want to send a big shout out um, going out to Gary Harding, who um, I, I who is part of. I think he's coaching actually. He's coaching the United States in the uh, National Touch. Uh, championships so a big kia goes out to uh the bro he's been out and about with the us and and um obviously getting around and uh i don't know sharing some of his own of our culture i dare say Uh, he's sharing our culture to the world um out there in touch and uh, i know he's also been a representative of um the usa in touch so i just wanted to send a big Shout out going out to our man uh, Gary Harding. Um, uh, you know he's a funny man, old Gary. Actually, uh, old Gezer. So uh, I'm, I'm, I've got no doubts that he's been enjoying his um, week away with the US um, Touch Team. Anyway, he's an interesting character, that's for sure. I mean, he's a big, fierce redhead, muffled colonel. Yes. What people must think of him in America, or whatever, upon first. Thinking about what's going on here, but yeah, good, good man, old guys. Very good man. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is indeed. Anyway, um, just real quick, what what else is happening around the traps there, Reno? Yeah, I suppose the uh, netball. Eh? We touched it on Wednesday. Your uh, Central Pulse team yeah. looking pretty good there, Keithy, uh, in the championship undefeated. So everything's uh, going good for them at the moment. Um, Black sticks, not too good for the Aussies. For our hockey girls and boys against the Aussies just recently, just uh, losing. Uh, obviously, the OKC in the NBA basketball. Looks like this season's done dusted. Uh, where to for the future for Steve Adams? Might be a new contract underway for him. Uh, we don't know at this stage. So, yeah, the Youth Winter Olympics, uh, everything's been inspired about that one with the new medals coming out there. And uh, the Sevens girls come home from a uh, dismal performance over in, where was it, Japan or Singapore or somewhere. Uh, fifth, I think, overall. They ended it. A low point for the girls, but mm. yeah, just some of their stuff. And Sam Kane, uh, back in training, been gone for a while uh, mm. on the rugby points. So, yeah, we'll see how things progress there. be great to see how, how, how uh, Sam Kane gets back into things. Because, you know, it has been quite a while since um, uh, we've, we have, haven't heard hide nor hear of him for quite some time, have we, uh, Reno? No, nah, it has been a while, but uh, it's been a long time. Hopefully he can bounce back from his uh, major injury and with might see him at the World Cup, I'd say we will, towards the end of the year, uh, which is a bit stink for me because I'd like to see Artie start in the uh, black jerseys, having an outstanding Super Rugby, but Sam Kane, I think, will just waltz back in there. Everyone's talking about Tavita Lee and those uh, two tries for the 
Highlanders uh, from last night's game, uh, 33 nil at halftime, and then blew them off yes. the park. Ended up with uh, 50 odd points. So outstanding performance. Uh, there was a hell of a game to watch. Uh, Trifest five in the first few minutes uh, of the first half. So yeah, good game there. And everyone's still talking about, oh, Izzy Falau. Uh, what is it, May 4th? I think it's next Saturday. We'll find out uh, what's happening there with Israel okay. Falau. Okay. What, what what do you think? What do you think should happen with him there, um, Reno? Yeah, he's uh, going to be back in the Australian oh, of course. team. He'll be playing for the oh, Waratahs. He He'll be back at the World Cup. Nothing's going to happen. It's going to yep. upset a lot of people. Agreed. But that's the reality of the guy and the importance to the ARU he has for the game and uh, for the World Cup. It's World Cup year and doesn't get any bigger than that. And everyone wants that William Webb Ellis trophy. They, everyone wants to knock over New Zealand. They don't want us to have it again. And um, if Izzy's one of those players who can make a difference in the uh, green and gold, yeah, mate, he'll be he'll be he'll be back in there. Nothing's going to happen. What are your thoughts, there, Ah? Yeah, I agree with Ree. Um I can't see. You know, he's got a lot sort of um, sort of eventuating from uh, the, the, the past and discrepancies. I mean, you know, probably learn to keep his mouth and his uh, his waha closed and just get on with uh, what he's good at, which is playing the footy. I mean, personally, that's that's what I um, that's why I like watching the game, like watching him playing. Uh, even though I had it when. It was Team win, but um, you know, keep his opinion to, to himself. Everybody's got them, um, you know. Like us, you know, you're sort of going on about our deepest, darkest secrets on on full time the show. I mean, keep them to yourself and just um, you know, talk about what's uh, what's relevant. Mm, fair enough, eh? Fair enough. Well, if I was him, I'd be rather talking about my lovely wife. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't talk. He doesn't talk much about it, does he? You know. Mm, yeah, I guess so. But well, it's up to him to. Well, you did, Keith. You did when you were there. Keith, you talked about it every day. Oh, Keith, you're a big fan. Oh right? well, yeah. She's a wonderful woman. Wonderful woman. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess that moves us on to our last part of the show, which uh, for most of us is probably the best part. Uh, It's a a part where we get to release some of the angst that have been built up over the the week. It's a part that we tend to call... Put Put the boot in! My put the boot in is going out to, um, I think it's the Coca-Cola company or all those companies that sell water, you know, to drink. Water to drink. I was sitting in, and I'm not a sushi person, but um, I think it was on Anzac Day... My my um my daughters decided to shout me lunch, but they said that uh, it had to be sushi, and I'm not a sushi person at all. So while I was sitting in there, I saw the drinks cabinets, you know, the drinks fridges, and um the prices on them. It was just quite amazing that uh, it just seems criminal to me that they are selling water, water. This is just ordinary old H two O. They're selling it for four which is um, about 50 cents less than um, one of those 400 mils of Coke, which is quite ridiculous too, because you can get a 1 litre or 1.5 litre for almost $4.20 at most places. So um, I guess my put the boot in is going out to those companies that are selling water, of all things, water for $4.20. A bottle. So there we go. That's my put the boot in. 
Yeah, my pet reading was going to go into Robert Whitaker and the up-and-coming US fight against um, Israel uh, as senior. Um, only because of the fact that uh, he's a former Kiwi Māori, I believe, um, who's representing our, our neighbours across the earth, Australia. But um, well, I've got a double boot, and I'm going to agree with Kathy. I mean, I've always it's always been a grunt to me how people can buy water when you can get it free out of the tap, and uh, it's been proven that um, the water's just the same, but we all go and buy it because it's in a glass bottle. Um, ask yourself, I don't know who's more, you know, stupid... Uh, People making it or the people buying it. I'd say uh, the latter, the people buying it. That's my put the boot in. Put the boot in! Yeah, my put the boot in goes into uh, all these gun incidents that are currently happening since Christchurch. It's uh, quite evident that uh, nearly every bloody week someone's getting shot. Look, there was someone just down the road in a little small town in Waikato and only uh, on Anzac Day, I think it was at a Harley Davidson store. Uh, we're a couple of gang members, but just the shoot, you know, Royal since Christchurch. And obviously then that, that guy in Palmerston North who uh, was in there then stole 11 or 15 firearms and was on the run while the police had tied up at uh, the ANSAC ceremonies. Just crazy stuff. So uh, anyone who, who's um, got a gun at the moment and think they're going to be an idiot, oh, just, you know, look up, look up, everyone out there to be safe and put the boot into those with stupid guns going around shooting people. Put the boot in! Yeah, boys, this week my put the burden goes to those tossers from Destiny's Church who gathered across the road at Hagley Park from the Elnor Mosque and gave them a bit of a mouthful using uh, loud hailers saying this is Christ's country, blah, 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 rubbish. Mate, and to the credit of the Muslims, all those dickheads from Destiny's Church did that, you get my boot this week. Put the boot in! I was thinking of using that as my put the boot in there, uh, JT, because I think that's really... That, I, I don't know whether they're trying to intimidate the, um, uh, you know, our, our Muslim brethren or, or, or what they're trying to do. I, um, JT, it's just... Well, it seems to me absolutely ridiculous uh, going outside of their mosque with... And they were using big, huge speakers to um, blast at them as well. Um, but wonderful response from um, those inside the mosque, though, wasn't it, JT? Yeah, to me, it just yeah, it seems to permeate through their, their cult religion, whatever you want to call it, whether you feel entitled. And there's a huge uh, sense of arrogance to me. I've got cousins and family that are involved in that. For the most part, they're pretty cool about it. But, uh, you know, these idiots need to get a grip on reality and someone needs to go and bash them. <laughs> I like the way you put it there. <laughs> like the way you put it there, JT. Now, um, yeah. Uh, well, uh, can you just remind me what was your um, one there, uh, Reno? Yeah, just the shootings. Now, oh, yes, uh, yes. ever since Christchurch, you know, it's just more. It's becoming nearly weekly. I remember mm. watching this American lady being interviewed on Anzac Day with the security around the whole ceremony. Uh, brought back memories of her. It's just like no different to, um, not as big, obviously, but not uh, just like being home in America. And yeah. every blooming week now, these are shooting as such, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I guarantee there'll be another one next week. It's, it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. becoming quite yeah. dominant now on the headlines. Someone's being shot, and the uh, recent one was the Killer B guy at the Harley yeah. Davidson. There was yeah. a tribesman, and he's handed himself in, and and he had that idiot in Palmerston North who stole all the guns right in front of the police and yes. was on the run. He's been caught this morning. So, 
just so much based around guns, it's been stupid. Yeah, it has been stupid. Yeah, idiots. Well, even idiots like to have guns, I suppose. Anyway, um, yeah, I tell you what, eh, Ra? Man, but who wants to, who would even think, you know, because I would never buy a bottle of water for $4, bro. Hey. Oh, four bucks, bro. I mean, you know, apparently they reckon the future in terms of water um, it's going to get even more expensive, um, you know, with the way weather conditions have been. Um, so the supply uh, is sort of heading to, to an uncertain future. But, yeah, I just think it's just bad. It's just trending. People are, like to blame things that's been bottled and packaged, you know, um, mm. by fresh air now, you know? Mm. I think it's about five dollars a bottle or some sort of container that they fresh air um, in a can that you spray, and uh, you can get it for free just by going outside. <laughs> so you know, ask yourself, hey, it's, it's ridiculous consumers, uh, and uh, you know, the people who buy it have uh, must have a lot more money than they do spend. Well, obviously, obviously. Anyway, that pretty much ends us off here. On Tūrangi FM, Ra, always awesome to catch up with you. Hopefully I'll be able to catch, well, I've got no doubts I'll be catching up with you uh, back on Monday. Of course, uh, you've um, been back at work since, when was it, Tuesday, eh? Yeah, I think so. Good to be back with the whanau and um, catch up and, uh, you know, we've got the whole year ahead of us, can you see? So, uh, and, you know, there's going to be a lot of sport under the bridge, uh, so we'll bring it on all, bring it all on as we head towards the countdown to uh, the big rugby event this year, the 2019 World Cup. Reno, always a pleasure catching up with you too, bro. Uh, we'll ha- I'll have no doubt we'll be able to catch up with you on Wednesday on Halftime, eh? Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Always, always good. I enjoy catching on Saturday with the viewers and talk a bit of uh, sports and stuff. And last show for this month of April, I'm thinking next weekend already we're into bloom in May. Man, mm. the year's going to go by so fast. But uh, be safe over the weekend. Enjoy your weekend, guys, and catch up on Wednesday. And just on that, uh, hopefully you have a good weekend there too, JT. It's always a pleasure uh, having you on board, bro. Yep, no worries, boys. I've just said great to my mum. She's flying back down to Melbourne this morning. Uh, I'll be home next week, bro, but I'll be up ticky ticky. I'm not sure what the coverage is like, so I might be the time to seek a phone call through in between proceedings. So looking forward to coming home as always. Enjoy the weekend. To the